This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. If you'd like a free guide that explains the hidden link between relaxation and the Law of Attraction, or if you want more information about my books or my coaching, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. So as usual, we will be exploring some nuances today in regards to different ways to apply manifesting or Law of Attraction principles. Something that often seems to hold us up or confuse us is the seeming difference between trying to consciously manifest something to create something in your external reality and letting go of a feeling or an emotion or state of mind. It often seems like these two practices, which are both associated with the law of attraction, are opposite each other, or at first glance don't have much in common. Now, if you are a longtime listener to this show or have been working on this stuff for a while, you'll probably realize that These are not opposite practices, trying to manifest something externally and letting go, but actually align together very well and can be used side by side effectively. However, too often we often get stuck by trying too hard to manifest something still, even if we know better, even if we know about letting go. And this is an interesting paradox. It's actually worth considering to think that perhaps if you're having trouble manifesting or making changes externally in your life, as most of us sometimes have problems doing, at least from time to time, especially when it comes to significant issues in our life that we have been working on changing and have been unable to seemingly change as effectively or as quickly as we would like, it's often worthwhile to drop any type of manifesting technique intended to create an external change in your life and simply focus on the emotions or feelings, or one might say the resistance that comes up when we are trying to manifest an external desire. This is why the letting go process, even though it seemingly does not have anything to do with manifesting things externally, has so much to do with manifesting things externally in reality. It is because what holds us back from getting the desires we want in our life, the changes we want in our life, is an imaginative or one could say unconscious resistance to the feelings that arise when we are unable to make that change. For instance, we want more money, but feel a bunch of inner resistance when trying to manifest that money. Or we want a romantic relationship, but feel extremely uncomfortable when trying to manifest that relationship, or we want better health, 
but we feel a lot of resistance come up when we're trying to manifest that improved health. If we're able to deal with this resistance in a more healthy way, a more holistic way, chances are what we then want to externally manifest will show up in our lives in some significant manner. If it doesn't show up exactly as we want, in the very least, energetically, emotionally, we should feel better about what we want externally. And often, the external desire that we wanted will show up once we've dealt with this resistance, related to this resistance, this emotional distress, in a more healthy and friendlier way a more accepting way. So letting go and manifesting a specific desire are very much intertwined in the law of attraction process, generally speaking. And today I thought we could turn to someone who's a fantastic writer on the letting go process, the author of the book Letting Go, David Hawkins. We've discussed Hawkins before on this show, and as I've said before, even though I disagree with many of the things that Hawkins says, like the muscle testing concept and how he views the map of consciousness and calibration, things of that nature, while I disagree with a lot of that, his general recommendations on how to let go of resistance, how to embrace resistance, surrender to resistance instead of fighting against it, his advice for how to do that is fantastic. So I thought I would read a little bit from Letting Go today. And if you're having trouble manifesting certain things in your life that you really want, I think it would be worthwhile for you to experiment, gently experiment, with simply surrendering to the feelings of the resistance that you feel when you're trying to manifest this thing. Change your relationship with those feelings and see what happens. Again, we've discussed letting go before, and I think I've read this passage before, but let me just read this again. If you want a really good summation, short summation of what the letting go process is, according to Hawkins, simply read chapter two of letting go. It's called The Mechanism of Letting Go. In that chapter, Hawkins writes, letting go involves being aware of a feeling, letting it come up, staying with it and letting it run its course without wanting to make it different or do anything about it. It means simply to let the feeling be there and to focus on letting out the energy behind it. The first step is to allow yourself to have the feeling without resisting it, venting it, fearing it, condemning it, or moralizing about it. It means to drop judgment and to see that it is just a feeling. The technique is to be with the feeling and surrender all efforts to modify it in any way. Let go of wanting to resist the feeling. It is resistance that keeps the feeling going. When you give up resisting or trying to modify the feeling, it will shift to the next feeling and be accompanied by a lighter sensation. A feeling that is not resisted will disappear as the energy behind it dissipates. 
So often when we do not get the results we want in our lives, it's because there is resistance there and we feel bad. What Hawkins is saying is embrace the feeling of resistance. It will shift. And this modification of feeling will therefore make it so you are more likely to manifest what you want. This happens naturally just by shifting how you feel about something that you desire, that you feel you cannot have, or that you're having trouble manifesting. It's worth remembering as well that when we discuss these feelings and the energy behind it, this is all going on unconsciously a lot of the time. We're not aware of all these thoughts we're having about this situation. And we're letting the feeling run us by thinking so negatively and consistently about it. We're obsessed with the bad feeling, which obviously is not a good way to be if we want to manifest something where a very general tenet of manifesting better things is to feel good about what you want and to feel good in general. Very often we want to feel good, but feel like we cannot feel good. This is because of this unconscious resistance that's there. And as Emil Coué said, for practical purposes, this term unconscious, which can be a loaded term that we don't always understand, for practical purposes, that just means your imagination. So we want something. For instance, we want more money. But imaginatively, we don't feel good about getting that money, or we feel like it's impossible to get that money. Or we want a new relationship, a better relationship with somebody. But imaginatively, we do not think we can get that relationship and we feel bad about it. Or we want better health, but imaginatively, unconsciously, we think we cannot get that better health. Hawkins is saying, let go of that fear, that resisting of the feeling that comes up that brings with it all this imaginative doubt that we do not want. A lot of people refer to this as shadow work looking at our shadow. In discussing fear, in letting go, Hawkins writes about our shadow. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll recognize that we often are speaking about fear because that is something that we have to deal with when it comes to implementing these principles more effectively in our lives, whether we want to or not. Letting go of fear, embracing the feelings while they're there, surrendering to them, without trying to modify them, and then seeing them naturally shift and our life naturally shift by embracing the feelings instead of running away from them or consistently keeping them in mind obsessively without being able to face them fully in a more holistic way. The chapter on fear and letting go, Hawkins writes, one of the blocks to emotional development is the fear of what lies buried in our unconscious. And again, remember what Kuei said. Unconscious is just another way of saying our imagination. So what lies buried in our imagination. Hawkins writes, Carl Jung called this area, which we are unwilling to look at and to own, the shadow. He said that the self cannot become healed and whole unless we look at and acknowledge the shadow. This means buried within us all in what Jung called the collective unconscious 
is everything that we most dislike admitting about ourselves. The average human, he said, would much rather project his shadow onto the world and condemn it and see it as evil, thinking that his problem is to battle with evil in the world. In actuality, the problem is merely to acknowledge the presence of such thoughts and impulses in ourselves. By acknowledging them, they become quiet. Once they are quiet, they no longer unconsciously run us. In other words, the presence of such thoughts and feelings can be acknowledged And once they are acknowledged, once they are seen and felt for what they are, they become quiet and they no longer unconsciously or imaginatively run our lives. Hawkins goes on to write here, in looking at our fears of the unknown, which are really fears of what is in the depths of the unconscious or imagination, it is useful to have a sense of humor. Once looked at and acknowledged, the shadow no longer has any power. In fact, it is only our fear of these thoughts and impulses that give them any power. Once we become acquainted with our shadow, we no longer have to project our fears upon the world, and they begin to evaporate rapidly. A little bit later, Hawkins wrote, in looking at fears then, it is well to remember that Carl Jung saw this reservoir of the forbidden inside, the shadow, as a part of the collective unconscious. The term collective unconscious means that everybody has these thoughts and fantasies. There is nothing unique about any of us when it comes to the way we symbolize our emotions. Everybody secretly harbors the fear that they are dumb, ugly, unlovable, and a failure. The unconscious mind is not polite. Again, let me pause here and remind you that We could say, our imagination is not polite. Hawkins says the unconscious mind is not polite. It thinks in gross concepts. When it thinks of the phrase, murder the bum, the unconscious literally means that. Look deep within yourself the next time somebody cuts you off in traffic and picture what you would really do to that person if you were strictly honest with yourself and did not censor the image coming to mind. You'd like to run them off the road, wouldn't you? Pulverize them. Push them off the cliff. Isn't that right? That's the way the unconscious thinks. Or we could say that's the way our imagination works. Hawkins says, The reason that a sense of humor is useful is because these images are comical once we look at them. There is nothing awful about it. It is just the way the unconscious handles images. Or we could say just the way that our imagination handles images. Hawkins goes on to write, It doesn't mean that you are a rotten person or that you are potentially a criminal. It just means that you have gotten honest and faced how the human-animal mind operates in this dimension. There is no point in getting melodramatic, self-critical, or tragic about it. The unconscious is crude and uncivilized. While your intellect went to prep school, your unconscious remained in the jungle where it still is swinging in the trees. Looking at the shadow side is not a time to get prissy or squeamish. It's not a time to take it literally either because the symbols of the unconscious are just that. They are symbols, and they are primitive in nature. If worked with consciously, they can empower us rather than inhibit us. Again, another way of looking at this is that our imagination is very primitive in a way. 
you know, we can say that it's powerful and can do all these amazing things, but our imagination works in this very emotional way. And if we work with our unconscious, or you could say our imagination consciously, it can empower us rather than inhibit us. Hawkins says, it takes a lot of energy to keep the shadow buried and to suppress our multitude of fears. The result is energy depletion. So this is why doing shadow work, letting go, and another way of saying letting go is releasing or surrendering, or there's all these other words we could use to describe the same process, but feeling your feelings, becoming comfortable with what comes up and not being so self-critical and actually looking at a lot of these things that we think, that we imagine with humor, can be so valuable. And one thing I really appreciate about Hawkins is that he's funny. He has a sense of humor. So many of these manifesting teachers are rather dry and humorless, one could almost say. Hawkins is not like that. And I think one reason he's not like that is because he sees the silliness and the absurdity of many of the things we think. Become more comfortable with how you feel. If you do that, your imagination will treat you more kindly. And inevitably, you will manifest better things in your life.